Oh yeah. Partying. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Um, we are Rump Chat Podcast. We're the uh, the greatest podcast in rodeo history. Yep. It's a proven fact. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records. We're here for the Buck Days Rodeo down here, and uh, glad to be here at Brewster's Ice House. And uh, a great little thing they got going on here: uh, lemons and crawfish. Is that correct? Something like that. We. Uh, oh, here we go. We're getting some information here. We're getting some info. Okay. When life gives you lemons, boil crawfish. Amen. CC Montessori. That's a school. Benefited Montessori School. Okay. Great. So, so come down. So we're going to be here for the next couple hours. We're going to be live on 94.7 here in a little bit. But we wanted to take a chance right now. Y'all uh, make welcome to the stage. He's the number one bareback rider in the world. He's won this year alone. Let's see. Houston, San Antonio, San Angelo. Uh, Yuma, the Colorado. round last night, <laughs> pretty much everything. Let's give it up. Number one bareback rider in the world, Mr. Leighton Berry, everybody. The man. Keep I, it down. Keep I it was, down. I was so glad. Not all to, at once, everybody. Not all I was once. so glad to get you on today because uh, your whole family is awesome. Well, thanks. I got to hang out with your dad <laughs> at San Antonio. And he's you? a riot. He's a riot. <laughs> he was so much fun. Like I'd never met him before, but he actually started his rodeo career in Abbeville, Kansas. Yeah. At a Lyle Sankey rodeo school. He did, yeah. And so, uh, I don't even, I think it was, he came on the night of Nelly. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe I think was, that was it. I think, yeah, he come down for the, me and Cade, my brother, were riding in the semifinal round. He, yeah. He drove down, so. So, he came down for Nelly, and uh, so we got to hanging out, I got to hanging out with his dad, and I was like, man, you're cool. I'm like, you want to go have some free drinks? So, we went down, like, snuck down to the locker room where our bullfighter room was. And me and uh, their dad just sitting there and drank whiskey and talked about bucking horses. Then we'd go back and watch the concert for a minute, then go back and do it all over. It was so much fun. I was like, I didn't really know the Berry Boys until then. And I'm like, man, these guys must be cool because their dad kicks ass. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Kirby Berry does kick ass. I'll agree. So I got to tell you, uh, last night, I, I guess I haven't paid enough attention. I know you've been doing good, but when Andy uh, interviewed you last night and said that, uh, ask you all the rodeos you won. Damn, it's been yeah. fun this year. I've been I've been drawing really good and feeling really good. And I, I remember man. though your face in San Angelo when you got off and you heard your score. Like, I was all like, right, I'll, I'll take that. let's have some of that. <laughs> what did what'd you get on at Angelo? Uh, that was Cajun Queen of Willow Connells, and uh, man, she had a day. She'd been just super nice all year long. Uh, didn't know if I really had a chance to win first, but wow. I think they marked that horse over me that day, which helped a lot. Really? Yeah. What, uh, what, do, what do you think about the whole oh, picking yeah. your horses here? How cool would that be if, if like, every short round in, in pro rodeo was a pick your own horse? As long as I get to pick first. That's kind of my idea. <laughs> well, didn't the guy in the bronc riding here at, the, uh, at Corpus Christi last night, he didn't get here in time for the draw. Oh, yeah. So he Gus. just had to take what was left, and what was left was what he won the round on? Yeah, yeah. Worked out pretty good for him. I, I guess you'd call that an actual draw. Right. <laughs> yeah. So how long, what year are you in on your bareback riding career right now? I started getting on bucking horses when I was 16 years old. So throughout 
injuries and breaks. Uh, you know, you could call this my eighth year, really. I'm 24, so been uh, been kind of doing it a while now. But yeah, but yeah, but you had to take it pretty much a whole year off. I did. I took a pretty well a whole year off in 21. Um, I had a shoulder deal my senior year of high school. I pretty much took my uh, half of my senior year off. Um, had a deal when I was a sophomore, so I just kind of had some weird deals getting in and out of it. But shoot, been been healthy for the last year and a half, and I plan on keeping it that way. Absolutely. You made you made uh, two NFRs or three? Two. Two. Headed to three. Two. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure you've got this one made. You probably. <laughs> But how good is that, though, that, you know, you have the winter like this, and then you can, I mean, just to ease into the summer and not just have to, especially can, as a bareback rider, which is the yeah. absolute hardest event. People always think bull riding is the hardest event on a body. No, bareback riding. Bull riding far. is definitely the scariest. Well, uh, for sure. But. I disagree. Um, let me tell you why. <laughs> when I watch uh, you guys get over the top of your bareback horses, you take that glove and you do that thing where like, <laughs> And you're getting on the back of gunfire or whatever, huge, majestic beast that you are literally got your hands stuck to. Pretty well tied to At least to in it. a bull riding, if you get thrown out without getting, you know, I, I, know. I just don't know. I've yeah. always said I've, if I was going to be hung up to something, I'd rather it be a horse, though, yeah. I think. There, there's definitely scarier horses than gunfire. Well, I'm just saying. Gunfire. I, I have mean, you I seen gunfire? A lot of back. A lot of power. There's a lot of intimidation there, but there are very much more scary horses than gunfire. <laughs> All right, full baggage, 2005. Yeah, there you go. What were you doing in 2005, Layton? 2005 was my first year of kindergarten. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. You're an ass. Yeah, it was. Good. No way. What were you doing in 2005, Bear? 2005. I was working in Cody, Wyoming at the Cody Night Rodeo. I hate getting old. This sucks. Yeah, I'm a 99 <laughs> model, so. You're too, you know, but the thing is, when I hear 2005, it doesn't seem that long ago. You know? For me, it does. God. Yeah, for me, it does. That's going on 20 years ago, Bear. 20. Wow, that's hard to believe, honestly. Yeah. So that's how old crazy. is your brother? Kate, it will be 20 years old uh, in July. So he wasn't even born in 2005. No, he's a uh, wait. Oh four, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Let me do the math. Yeah, oh four, I believe. So uh, you're not going to play Sudoku with Rump. I'll just yeah. tell you that much. Well, that, that'll make Kirby feel old. He's he's fixing to not have any teenagers in the house. So I that's the that's the thing <laughs> when when you get to that point and you see these kids, and I do call them kids. Like I don't know, maybe it's just me. You might do this too, but you're around these guys all the time. So like, I don't feel like I'm forty one. I feel like I feel like I'm like I'm sitting there, even though I was sick, and I want to give a shout out on that in a minute. But Dawson Glees is in there last night, and I'm just like talking to him, and like we're best friends. And I realize I'm 20 years older than he is. Yeah, but that's the thing, Rump. You don't act your age. You know, I, I really feel like that. You get older, your your body gets older, and you may not look the same, but I don't think your mind changes. It shouldn't. I mean, especially if you're having a good time. Yeah. And I gotta I wanna give a shout out uh, here at Corpus Christi at Buck Days to my sponsor that's here, Premier ER. Premier ER. Premier ER last yesterday, actually two nights ago, I had a, a horrible, horrible fever and strep throat and uh, feeling pretty bad. Called my good friends at Physicians ER. 
One of their doctors came to the rodeo, gave me two shots, and uh, by the time the rodeo was over last night, I could have swam across the bay. Really? You are feeling good? Yes. And so I'm back. You, you look know? back. You look great. So that's one thing I love about being at this rodeo, too. It's just, like, there's, there's all kinds of rodeos that you'll go to, the San Antonios, the Austins, uh, you know, Pendleton, iconic, Fort Madison, Iowa, awesome. Yep. Sykes to Missouri, cool as can be. But, like, there's just something about Buck Days in Corpus Christi. Rodeo and right on the beach. Right on the beach. I always thought they should have a big glass, like, wall on the, other, on the southern side of the American Bank Center so you could see the ocean. I thought that would oh, be kind of cool. How awesome would that be? And the cool thing, too, I don't know if you know this. I'm a chubby guy, so I do know. Corpus Christi is home to the original Whataburger. I actually did know that. Did you know that? I did. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, the, the whole Corpus Christi scene, even just being down here, it, what, a, what a cool bunch of people. Uh, Brewster Street Ice House has been great. We've been here all week. And Bree and everybody has just been amazing to, uh, to work with. And uh, I'm kind of actually sad this is the last day. But tonight is championship night. And um, so coming back, do you guys, you guys stocked her all for championship night too? We do. Yes, sir. So what time is that? I believe 5 o'clock. At 5? So do you know what's out tonight? Yeah, there's kind of the buckers are out tonight. Uh, there's going to be some hard ride horses in there. Can you tell me the horses that are out tonight? Um, there's going to be a horse called Short Night. You'll probably see me on that one, being that I have first pick. Uh, there's going to be um, a full sister, I believe. I might be wrong on that, to Gunfire uh, called Underfire. Yeah, I see a horse at Guyman. Yep, that, that's a good one. Um, couple of Will O'Connell's in there. A horse called Roadhouse. It's pretty pretty scary. Um, Heaven on Earth be in there. Yeah, some some pretty uh, pretty pretty scary dragons will be in there tonight. I'm texting Keith Stewart right now. Um, sorry, I'm trying to figure things out. Okay. Oh, All Casey right. got it right here. There we go. Uh, yeah. All right. So we're gonna get here. We go. Here. You Casey Dugan, my under fire. Yeah, that dude was at a. That was a really great horse that was at uh, at Guyman. Short night. That's the one you're gonna take. Uh, I've had some history with that horse, and uh, yeah, I think that one's gonna be my pluck for sure. Heaven on Earth Championship over the top. Cha- Ooh, I like that Heaven on Earth. That that one would probably be my second pick. Uh, it's never been barebacked, but I've seen some videos. I watched Zeke Thurston went around on it at the finals last year in the E pen, and um, I wouldn't mind seeing my name by that horse's. Three round. Can I, if can I uh, put my pick? If you know when you make the three round tonight. Sure. Night fist. You think so? Man, am I, I close? I do. I do Night love fist, my, high heels, Mary Moon. You know? Do you know that Mary Moon? Have you no. ever seen it? Um, you know, I thought the most perfect three man would have been high heels, buckskin, uh, night fist, buckskin. And I was hoping that Will O'Connell would put a horse called Vegas Confused in there, also buckskin. It would have been the most awesome three-man hopper round. But um, you got the two buckskins and then Mary Moon. And that Mary Moon is a black and white paint horse that's super snappy, stays really close, just has a little more action, a little more power. And uh, I haven't made my decision yet. I've been on the other two horses and had a lot of success. But I really think that Mary Moon is going to be uh, – 
probably the horse that, that's going to be hard to beat in that three-man. Are you one of those guys that remembers every bucking horse you've ever seen? I think I watch it, watch too much rodeo to not. I mean, it's kind of my job, I feel like, so to know these horses is kind of important, especially when you're picking them. Does Cody, does he watch rodeo when he's home? See, I, I can't. I don't, I don't do I, – I, I don't know. I used to. When I was – I don't watch the Cowboy Channel at home, you know. I'm going to watch this one on CBS. When that's I pretty was, awesome. When I was little, though, I, I, I never missed. I watched oh, well, every that's rodeo. That's because there's only like seven rodeos no, a the, year on, every, and they were like a half an hour broadcast. Wrong. Every night when we first got cable. Oh, uh, TNN. I'll get, okay. We, I watched Mesquite, Mesquite Championship, Championship Rodeo. Rodeo. You're right. Mesquite was on, and, and uh, back, you know, some of the, the other rodeos that were on, but then we, you did it too. We bought. Oh, my uh, God. All the Reed Flake videos, rodeo video. Oh, my God. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember watching the tie-down uh, tie contest at uh, Mo Betta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have that on tape. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we I, wore that out. That's kind of. I guess that's probably where it all started for me is um, once I figured out how you could order D D DVDs of match ropings, the roping fiesta in San Angelo, stuff like that. Back when I was roping calves all the time, that's whenever I was like, man, I, you know, I'm just going to keep studying this stuff. That's what I did. When I hit high school, early in the college, all my DVDs were uh, Girls Gone Wild and old rodeo videos. <laughs> oh, God. Those infomercials, Girls Gone Wild. Girls Gone Wild. Coming to you, Corpus yeah. Christi. Before my time. <laughs> yeah. Don't that was definitely like, before your you, time. You, don't, you, never, heard, you, you, you never heard of the Girls Gone Wild No, DVDs? I've heard of it. I've oh, heard of man. It. Still before my time. Now what God, you can get for you free. suck. You're so young. Um <laughs> But, yeah, you know, like, I, I, I rodeo, you know, like you guys, you know, so much that when I get home, I'm like, man, I don't want to see a rodeo. However, I noticed the one week I've had off since the buck and ball, I got home, and I didn't have nothing going on on that Sunday. And I'm sitting down there like, man, I'm not going to watch anything. Here comes Red Bluff short round oh, for the last day at Red Bluff. Yeah, but that's a good one. That's entertainment right there. So I had, I had to watch Red Bluff, even though Red Bluff is – the only rodeo in the history of rodeos that I've ever worked that I've not been asked to come back to, and I have no, yeah. I have no clue really? why. Because there's, what, three announcers and a clown? Or, well, just Boyd and Three or, announcers. Or horse and, uh, races. Horse races. Yeah, there's races, a lot of stuff going on. Wild rides. Everybody, like, so Red Bluff, California, I shouldn't have watched your crappy rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But, like, J.J. Harrison, my friend, he's there clowning. He did a great job. It's fun to watch him. Uh, you know, I joke around sometimes with other clowns. Like, yeah, I'm going to watch you, and then sometimes what I'll do is I'll steal something they do and look right at the camera when I say it just so uh, I can wait to hear people that see it and get on Facebook and say something or text them and be like, Justin Rumford stole your joke. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, but coming off the spring, that's that is a fun, uh, a fun run to go to Oakdale, California. Go to Red Bluff, Reading's next week. Yeah, yeah. No, you going to Reading? I'm entered in Reading. Yeah, I uh, California's pretty far, so I like to draw pretty good before I go all the way out there. But right, um, man, those rodeos are a blast, though. It's hard to say they're not. They're the weather's always good. The people. Really, really, really love rodeo out there. Um, yeah, and they don't the care. And they don't care. It's a four-hour perf. They just no. it, there's like no, you know, in Angelo we we wrap it off, you know. Yeah, bang uh, bang. But you get out there, and I remember Tim Bridwell uh, when when your sister Haley was secretary in San Angelo. He's he's always like, oh my god, like our rehearsal is pretty intense, you know. And 
He's like, this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> because out there, they're just laid back. Oh, yeah. Sell that the, beer, the sell that wine. The well, they, yeah. they don't want to. And then they party. The band, there's always a band or something going on, and the tent doesn't ever close. And, yeah, they, they eat it up. They don't want a two-hour perf in California. No. And I think that's something that kind of makes it magical out there. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Woodlake, California one year. They had uh, Tomas Garcia Lazo, me, motorcycle, the Flying Cowboys, uh, the Budweiser Clydesdales, uh, Bobby Kerr, and the Veselia Rockettes. Man, that's a lineup. Yeah, it was full, but you know, we had a four-hour, fifteen-minute perf, and nobody cared. Like California rodeos are almost kind of magical. Yeah, you know, this weekend is Woodlake Lions. Uh, rodeo Mother's Day weekend, awesome, awesome, so much fun. Actually, it kicks off today. That was that was my very first ever California rodeo. You know, was Red Bluff? W- no, or- it was not Red Bluff. <laughs> it was Woodlake. Oh, Woodlake. Uh, but you know, Auburn, California, the Gold uh, Gold Country Stampede. You ever no, been there? I haven't. No. Nope. Oh man, so much fun. Brawley, California, in November. No, I haven't been to that one either. Have I've you? just I've just done the uh, the shodios for for flying Monterey, you. which Monterey, is Orange County. Uh, I did a bull riding in uh, um, outside of Tehachapi. Uh, don't matter anyway. Um, and but I do uh, I do do uh, Rancho Mission Viejo, San Juan. Right? Oh, San Juan's that's that a, is, that's a cool rodeo. That's like a high class. You're on a polo field where there's like absolutely zero weeds. It's all like grass, like carpet. Yep. Yep. And, you know, you can, unlike in Texas, you can sit in the grass and not get an eat up. Yeah, by you know? everything. And then yep. white tablecloths, the hospitality behind the hospitality, you. Hospitality, yeah. Just serving, like, steak, it, lobster. It feels like it's 130 degrees outside, uh, sun beating down on you. It's yeah. awesome. Afternoon perfs. Riding bareback horses and Bob Tallman walking shades, around. Yeah, always in the shades. Just talking to everybody. Yeah. It's Trying to rein him in there, is, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, but anyway, so, um, but the WCRA here, what we're here at Buck Days, uh, tell us how your kind of your journey in this, because obviously you've been rodeoing a bunch uh, in PRCA, but this, these WCRAs, so you come in seated number one, so you didn't have to go through any qualifiers, which is awesome, but you just, you had to qualify, or you put in your VRQ uh, on a few shows, and then... I mean, did you do that like at Houston or? Yeah, so I kind of decided, I mean, I've, I've participated in the WCRA uh, pretty well since it started. Um, I've never won an event. I was kind of always the guy that would just nominate a couple of deals, you know, just to get in because uh, I never knew if it was going to really work with my schedule or not. So I didn't pursue nominating too much. And I would go and I, I mean, usually get on something good, win some money and the and I uh, always thought they were great for rodeo, but uh, especially after watching my good friend R.C. Lanningham win a yeah. million dollars um, wow. doing this, I, I thought, you know, I'm a bareback rider and a young one at that, and I like playing the game, and it doesn't matter where it is. If the money's up and the horses are there, I'd, I'd like to participate and compete. So, uh, you know, I definitely did just come about January, I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and just nominate these bigger building rodeos because it's a little bit different when you nominate them because you, you go ahead and nominate, you know, at San Antonio, you're getting on a possible of five or six head. At Houston, you're getting on five or six heads. So when you nominate your your first horse, um, you know, that one payment, you know, for that nomination 
it spreads out across the whole entire rodeo. So you just constantly rack oh. your points up. So that makes sense. I did not know that. So if I didn't you, know that either. If you nominate San Antonio, you don't just nominate one horse. You nominate the whole rodeo. Correct. Correct. Dang. That's... You know, the bareback Why riding. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I exactly. The, so. I know the bareback riding is like the hardest event ever, but if you are a young guy that wants to ride bucking horses, the bareback riding is the event to be in. Because yeah. these places, let's be honest, there's not as many bareback riders as there used to be. These places are paying your, not, not saying that it's not worth it, yeah. but they're paying bareback riders fees. I mean, they are yep. doing so much to get bareback riders there. So a, a young guy that's, Halfway physically fit and halfway good, you could you could rodeo a lot and make a pretty Amen. good do- dough. Just right. No, if absolutely. you if you even sucked, like say you're a seventy five <laughs> pointer, say if you're not that good of a bareback rider, you could still go to circuit rodeos and and probably make and figure thirty it out. grand yeah. pretty easy. I mean, and and figure it out that way too. I mean, it's 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 an event that it's not very easy to learn, but as soon as you I mean, it's a lot of mental stability, but once you figure it out, I mean, yeah, the, the bareback riding pool is increased a lot. I think in the past five years, then because I I do feel like it kind of hit a drought there for a minute. But um, you know, there's a bunch of guys that can really ride. But rodeo right now has so much to offer that yeah, you can you can be a kid learning and still go make money. You know what I mean? I mean, could you ever could you ever think years ago that? A bareback rider could win a million dollars like RC has done. Well, I sure hope so. I mean, uh, when I watched Richie do it in 2014, I was like, the opportunity in rodeo in general, in every event, from that was in 2014, I mean, I was like, where's it going to go from here? Who's going to be the next million-dollar man or two-million-dollar man? And, man, I think I think it's going to start being a common thing for a cowboy to win cl- close well, to right at or more than a million dollars. And I think it should because you think about longevity. Me and Hambone have talked about it before, how we, you see these guys and they ride, and then all of a sudden you just don't see them anymore. They don't, it's like, gone. officially retire. Yeah, there's no big, a big retirement I was thinking that, like, press conference. I was thinking about the other day. Go have away. you seen Luke Creasy? Nope. He just disappeared. Nope. Yeah. Have you, you know, who else? Oh, uh, Cody Kaiser. Went to the Army. Just disappeared. Went to the army. You went to the army. Well, I I'm gonna I don't know what branch of military he went, actually went, went to. Just but went to them into the military. Went, to, went into the military. Yeah. Just and, huh. Some of these guys. If you guys know Cody Kaiser, that's where he belongs. Yeah, he's a he's, he's a bad a, dude. He's a <laughs> ripped up dude. Yeah. But you know that's the thing about it is uh, you need to make enough money while you're young that and can do it that you know mm-hmm. I mean of course you're probably gonna have to have other means of income but. You know, like, um, one of the saddest things that I've seen, and uh, actually it was really good for me, was when I was steer wrestling, I went to a two-time world champion's house, and uh, this, this guy had done everything. I mean, been there, done that, won the big rodeos, been awesome. And I get to his place, and it's a pretty crappy two-bedroom, one-home because he's divorced because his wife left him during his rodeo <laughs> career. And he's driving a piece of junk Toyota 4Runner. And um, inside his house, he's got all these buckles and saddles. But, I mean, he's crippled and beat up. And I'm like, dang. 
So who what, is this? Life? I'm not going to say. <laughs> I was about to say, if he didn't say his name from the get-go, we're not going to know. I'm not going to say uh, out, out of Yeah, re- but that, 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 out of respect because I love the guy to death. Well, but, and it that's a lot of guys. Unfortunately, yeah, no, this, unfortunately this business it is. eats guys up and spits them out. And which, I feel like that's why, you know, at a young age, you, you need to take after the guys, your, your Casey Fields and your Trevor Brazils and, and guys that have really, Ty Murray, guys that have really learned the business of rodeo and guys that have been my heroes forever. I mean, there is a way if you could just kind of put the effort in and, you know, it, it may not work out the way you want it to, but you can dang sure try and set yourself up for life after rodeo while you're rodeo. Well, and I'm not saying like, you know, everybody's got to win a million dollars, but it'd be nice to say, you know what, I rodeoed and here's what I had to show for it, yep. you know? Well, I, my, like my goal is I always, before I even started pro rodeo on was I wanted to build, build my life, build my foundation of life around rodeo. I wanted to be able to say that, you know, I paid this, for this place riding bucking horses you know i bought this truck riding bucking horses and you know basically make make hay while the sun's shining and then um as i'm having fun young riding bucking horses and hopefully doing what i'm doing right now which is making good money and i'm trying my best to save it but i'm all the time trying to figure out ventures outside of rodeo and and tie myself into things that you know I'll, i don't think i'll ever leave the rodeo game it's been my you know one true love since i was a little kid but um, yeah, all the time I'm learning new ways to, to step inside and out of it and make some more money. Yeah, nobody gets out. Nobody gets out <laughs> yeah, alive, dude. You're it's stuck. It's say, you're, say you're saying. Well, well, it's Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like. <laughs> but, but you, you can, can never, never leave. leave. <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, I want to change that saying of rodeo. It's like uh, being in a, uh, in a gang. There's only one way out. Blood in, blood out. <laughs> Death. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Well, so what's your, I mean, what is your plan after? I mean, you, do you have one? I mean, yeah, an I mean, idea I've, at got, least? I've got a bunch of irons in the fire. I, I don't think God's really figured out what I'm really supposed to do at Life After Rodeo. But, you know, little few things I'm doing right now is um, I'm kind of starting to learn how to do some silversmith stuff. I've been engraving and uh, starting to learn how to make buckles and headstalls and men and women's, you know, Western jewelry. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Great turnaround. Um, something that I can do right there at the house. Uh, I just, I'd like to invest in companies eventually. I, I have a buy on investing in some land and, and just slowly, you know, build my little empire right now while I'm rodeoing. And um, like I said, I've never been good with my money. I guess <laughs> if you ask Kirby, he, he could probably tell you that I've always been the guy that blew my money, but uh, you know, I've learned a lot and been in touch with some great people that have taught me some financial things. And so right now I'm all about rodeoing and saving money and trying to just get to that next goal. Hell yeah. Well, that, that, that's just smart. And I gotta tell you, I, I miss Weatherford, man. I, it's so crazy. You know, I lived there for almost 10 years. And that long, huh? Yeah. I didn't yeah, know My that. wife's, you know, born and raised right there in Weatherford. But um, it's crazy. That town is, oh, oh my God, the traffic is insane. Yeah. Nuts. I can't even really afford to live there anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm looking on moving a little further west. But, uh, yeah, it's it's basically Fort Worth is there used to be a pretty pretty good gap between Fort Worth and Weatherford and it doesn't seem like there is anymore. It's like a Lido West. Yeah. You know, Lido used to be like you know, the high dollar and everything and yeah, now Yeah. Wow. No. It you is know, insane. You know though when you think about the financial uh <laughs> the financial part of uh the rodeo deal. And I know a lot of rodeo people don't always have a lot when they're done. But that's not just in rodeo, that's in any sports. I mean I read a deal the other day that was talking about uh, how many 
NFL, NBA guys that have made like $62 million a year. And are broke now. They get done playing ball, and they don't have Nothing. a dollar left. Yeah. You know the rapper 50 Cent? He's re, he uh, has filed for bankruptcy twice. What? I'd he sold his shares in that I'd water, that. Bi- that vitamin water, and made like $400 million. I'd also heard that. Hold let's, on. Let's talk this, amongst yourselves. This is a, what we call a rump story. Where no, I swear I heard this. You guys really need a fact truth, checker. Two-thirds BS. Have you guys what? thought about that? Why would I make something up about 50 Cent? I, Hate it or love it, the underdog's on top. That's a 50 Cent song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but how many, how, many, uh, how many NFL guys have done that? Oh, oh man, here's, no. here's $15 million a year two years later. Working at Chick Fil A, yeah, but I've seen video on this. There's, they, you know, there's signing bonus, but and uh, but you're, you know, thirty percent to an a, or taxes or fifty percent taxes Insane. in that bracket. Insane. Thirty percent to an agent. Yep. Um, you know, cost of living. It's 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 whittled down to nothing. Which well, this guy's like he had like it was like fifteen million dollars, and it whittles down to a couple million. He's like it's a lot of money, but you think about it, you spread that out, yeah. it's really not right. You know, yeah. Um, over the years, but. Sorry, we're getting. No, I'm I'm looking for fifty cent bankruptcy. You guys, well, need, you guys need a fact checker. I think. We, on yeah, show. that's that's all I do with him. I think that would be. Yeah, but you cool. know, like I hate when you do that sometimes because you act like I have something to gain personally. This is something I heard. Like I'm not trying to tell you this because well, stay I'm trying out of to, the rumor mill. Fifty Cent files for bankruptcy protection after losing lawsuit. Okay, well there the you go. The rapper known as Fifty Cent has filed for. Bankruptcy protection days after a jury okay, ordered you're him right, to pay right, $5 million. Right. Okay, back to, back to Leighton. That's, we don't care. Oh, oh that's great. Hey, that's you want to see that, Leighton? Is that right? Oh, my gosh. Look that's at this. It says. Oh, that's my Lord. Crawfish Lord. delivery. Oh, man. We're a crawfish. Okay. We will try your crawfish. All right. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. You okay. can buy tickets. Only? Yep. We almost sent my son to one. From here to Houston to the Valley. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank this you. Thank you very much. Some this lady Holy is a cow, this right is here. hospitality right here. Tasty this, they're crawfish. serving us mud bugs. Oh, thank you. Oh, and they're nice and big. They are. Oh, look man. at that. I'm going to try a piece of sausage. Oh, man. I'm going to get oh. into it. After the podcast. Oh, yeah. You're like yeah. a ninja. <laughs> Those smell amazing. Those do smell good. Oh, that sausage is good. Oh, my goodness. There's a kick. I need a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Three dos equis, please. You can't get a beer from a, a Ma'am, school. Does your Montessori school have beer? <laughs> Somebody, yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. We're partying oh, that is, now. That is awesome, boy. That is See, that's yeah. hospitality. That's hospitality. That is hospitality Layton, in Layton Corpus Christi. came Christie. on a good day. I did. Thanks, Corpus um, Christi. So, I, I, I kind of like to hear these stories. What's like the um, the nightmare story you've had of the road? You know, we we we've all had our breakdowns and everything, but uh, have you ever had like rent a U-Haul to get to the next road or something like that? Yeah, I've got a couple of good stories like that in my short career. Uh, the best one would probably be whenever me and my best friend Cole Reiner, we were. Uh, it was COVID year, twenty twenty. It would have been in. June or July. No, it was later. Excuse me. It would have been in um, 
August or September. Thank you. Whenever we were going to have the the first rigging rally in Darby, Montana. Well, me and Cole were trying to make the finals, and, you know, the, the rodeos were pretty scarce that year, that summer. So we were uh, entered up in Lakeview, Oregon, the day before the rigging rally in Darby, Montana. And uh, I had a 2005 um, 5.9, six-speed. Um, you were in kindergarten the year that Dodge. car was built. Yep, <laughs> I sure was. And um, great truck, never had any problems with it, truck and Capri camper. And um, we were hit, We were in Winnemucca, Nevada, and we were driving to Lakeview, Oregon, and we get out in the middle of the desert. There's a stretch, I don't know how far it is, 120 miles, it seems like, of absolutely nothing but desert. And uh, Cole's driving, and um, he looks over at me, and he goes, I could have swore we had, you know, like more fuel than, than this. And I was like, well, you know, and I get pretty good fuel mileage. And I'm like, well, how much fuel do we have? And he goes, well, we, we had three quarters of a tank, and now we only have a quarter of a tank. And I was like, man, his first thing in the morning, I was like, well... You know, pull over. I'm trying to find a gas station, and I'm like wondering, you know, how am I losing fuel, or how did I not know that we didn't have fuel? And well, now he's like, hey, we have like half of a quarter of a tank. Oh no! And then we start smelling diesel. I'm like, all right, pull over. So we pull over at this little, uh, you know, pull off stop where there's like a dumpster, and there's literally we haven't seen a car. There's no cars behind us. And um, we get out, and sure enough, I pop the hood, and I couldn't tell what was wrong right off the bat, but my truck is spraying fuel everywhere underneath the hood. And um, kill the truck, you know, I immediately get my toolbox out. I'm trying to, mechanic, trying to figure out what's going on. And um, more than likely, I'm thinking we're not going to make Lakeview, Oregon, or the Rigging Rally in Darby the next day, because we have no cell service either. It's like a worst nightmare situation. We have absolutely no service. You could be in a worse spot. Could not be in a worse spot. Only time this truck's ever let me down. Um, about 20 minutes later, I'm trying my best to work on this truck. And um, two guys pulling in a little white Ford. And uh, both of them got big beards. They're big, like, Oregon mountain men looking dudes. And uh, they're just pulling in to use the dumpster to throw some trash away. They were sheep hunters. So we holler at them. We're like, hey, man, we're uh, we're kind of trapped over here. We need to ride to town or something. And they're like, well, where you guys rodeo and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, where are you guys headed? Well, we're headed to Lakeview, Oregon. No well, way. And it was, um, or no, I told him that we were headed to Lakeview. Oh. And, he, and it's about, we're still two and a half hours away. And we're like, we're trying to make the rodeo tonight. But if you guys could just get us to the next town so we could get a tow truck, figure this out. And they're like, well, um, you guys are in the, like, the pro circuit. And we're like, well, yes, sir. And he's like, so y'all need to get to this rodeo. And uh, we're like, I mean, yeah, that'd be ideal. And he's like, well, we'll get in. We'll drive you to the rodeo. And we're like, well, we'll just figure this out later. So we leave our truck. We grab our rigging bags and our backpacks, and we head to Lakeview, Oregon. Sure enough, the, the, there was a father and son. And the son, after an hour and a half of driving, takes his belt and buckle off. And he's got a, a Lakeview County Junior, like 19... 96 junior bareback riding belt buckle on no way kid you not only buckle he's ever won he said he got on a bareback horse won the junior event and he still wears it to this day i have a picture (laughs) of it it's awesome jackpot hit the jackpot so this father and son they drive us two and a half hours all the way to lakeview oregon uh i'm trying to pay him all this money and they just make us fill their truck up and a 30 pack of budweiser (laughs) yeah Take us to the rodeo. Didn't even want to stay. Uh, it was awesome. I won the rodeo. Cole won second. And then, of all things, we had broke down just right past the exit of our good friend, fellow bareback rider, Trenton Montero. His family's ranch was like five miles from there. 
and his uncle was half, like a halfway mechanic and he I didn't have to get a tow truck fix it nothing it was an $80 line that he went over there and fixed and then uh, his dad later that week ended up driving he had to go do something in Idaho and he drove my truck to Gooding, Idaho. So I was out of pocket no, for breaking down in the middle of the Nevada desert. You lucky that, If that's not God. a rodeo and God wow. and family, yeah. I don't know what is. And then we caught a ride with Clayton Biglow from Lakeview to Darby and made the rigging rally the next day. But, um, and that money actually was like he, that win in Lakeview. I hadn't won a check in like three weeks and we'd been going to all these $2,000 added rodeos. And yeah. me and Cole went and won to them in, in Lakeview and, Made it safe and sound. That's one of the wildest stories. That's, I people don't understand. Like this rodeo thing is, uh, it, it, it's absolutely insane. And I don't know how you guys do it. Like you'll show up to a rodeo sometimes and not even have a, a you know, know how you're going to get to the next rodeo. Like oh, I'll catch a ride. Yeah, and like literally, or or I don't know how many times I've showed up somewhere, you know, two thousand miles from home without a place to stay or a ride to the next rodeo. And just just by getting there, you f- usually, I mean, I've never not figured it out. So so it, just in the kind of what you're talking about i drove my pool truck down here and uh this morning when me and hambone went to drive it check engine lights on <laughs> and then something is leaking in the front it's a 2010 and uh it runs good everything's been good I, i've been trying to drive it to save miles on my uh 2023 ram pickup come on and it's leaking i think it's the water pump uh. made a phone call to uh, our friends here at the Buck Days, and uh, I have a mechanic that is a best friend with somebody uh, with the Buck Commission that is coming here to this bar to fix it in the parking lot. Yep. What other, like, how awesome is that when you talk about the rodeo rodeo friends and family? I broke down, uh, my truck was new, it was 2020, the same thing. Yep. And I'm, I'm headed to uh, Sydney, Iowa, hometown. Uh, and then I'm flying out to Spanish Fork or somewhere like that. Well, I break down on a 40-foot trailer on the turnpike. And I'm, there's not a lot on the side of the road. And, and the Kansas Turnpike, everybody drives 98 miles an hour. Yep. Semis and everything. Wide open. So I'm on the side of the road. Thank God I, I kick on my generator and I'm trying to find it. Well... My brother ropes with this guy that owns a huge tow truck company. He sends a guy out, and he's just in a, a service truck, hooks up, tries to delete the, I mean, because it, it dinged at me. Yep. Service light came on, dinged at me, and shut me down. All the computer just stuff. shifted yep. down, shut me down. So he hooks up a chain to pull me to the, the, the crossing pins there. Oh, yeah. And Emporia, Kansas. Yeah, just south of Emporia. <laughs> and he's got this 12-foot chain, and I've got... My brand new, you know, Dooley, Dodge Ram Dooley, Dodge Ram, old school, and my 40-foot trailer that weighs 22,000 pounds. He's driving 55 miles an hour. (laughs) I'm screaming at this guy to slow down, you know, uh, like he can hear me. And every time we get a little slack, I swear to God, we're going to rip the back of his his truck off. (laughs) Anyway, he gets me up there, get the exit. I put on Facebook, hey, stranded, you know, Need a ride to you know they're they're getting a tow truck to come get my truck, but I need a place for my trailer. Jess Pope sees it. Yep. Jess Pope calls I was about me. To say you should call Jess Pope. And, and has a guy come from the sale barn, but friend he shows up in like a, a Gen two, two thousand and one, not a not a not a it was an extended cab, wasn't even a crew cab. Yep. On this big ass trailer and <laughs> squats it down. 
That was Rod, uh, the pickup man. Yeah, this, this silver truck. Well, he no. puts this on his that truck. Rod I'm like, Mc- I hope, I hope he makes it. That was right. Rod McGinnis. Was it? Yeah, Rod McGinnis is tough enough. He could have pulled that trailer with his own body. So anyway, the, the trailer goes there. I wait for a couple hours, drink beer, wait on the tow truck. He comes, tows it. To, my brother gets anyway. My brother has to come get me. Uh, but yeah, that that was the rodeo family. Old Chess Pope saved me that day. So good people, good it is. people. It is awesome. So all right, we're here. Um, I, I like Houston. I want to go over Houston a little bit. It was so awesome. I was I was so excited you won that. I mean, tell the people. I guess you know, in other major sports, they play in front of crowds that size all the time. But what's it like sitting there winning in front of seventy five thousand people and putting? What'd you win total? Like sixty, sixty some thousand? Just shot. I Just think shot. like fifty seven. Yeah. Fifty seven thousand dollars at one yep. rodeo. What's that? How much you got on you right now? <sighs> Can I borrow twenty? It's all under my mattress. <laughs> No, uh, man, it's Houston's just a it's a different deal. It's a different ball game because of, I mean, how many people are there? It's insane. It is. It is probably the. I mean, it's it's got to be the largest spectating rodeo event. Oh, by I mean, far, by far, by far. And um, man, it's you can't even when you're sitting there looking around the arena, you can't even really fathom how many people are actually there. You know, and uh, and then not to mention, you know, there's you know, the top bands in the world playing every night. And, uh, man, to win something, like, on that stage and have that many people watch you do it, it's like you, you feel like you might have just won the Super Bowl or, you know, anything anything on that level. It's it's a game changer, you know what I mean? It's unreal. But you weren't the last guy to go, right, in I was, the four round? No, I was second. You are second. second. So you had to sit through two guys. Yep. You yep. know, and I know you're two never- of the best best bareback riders in the world too, Cole and Casey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Casey Fields behind you. That's that's not a comforting. That's like giving yeah. you know Tom Brady three minutes at the end of the football game. Literally, Tom Brady. Literally. How about Patrick Mahomes or Patrick Mahomes? There you go. Tom okay, Brady. Patrick only needs forty two seconds. So yeah, wash um, your mouth. So, <laughs> I mean, the sitting there, and you don't want obviously Cole travel, buddy. Casey's you know idle. And you're not rooting against him, but when, you know, your score's higher, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, is this really going to happen? Exactly. Are no, you, you sitting there, like, puckered up a little bit? It's cool, yeah, because you actually get to kind of watch it fold out. You know, you get to watch it all, all lay out the way it's supposed to. And uh, and that horse that I had, Yippee Kibitz, of the Calgary Stampede, uh, the first time that I had that horse, and it's been a whirlwind, me and that horse, the last, it hasn't been a full year since I first drawn that horse, and I've already had that horse in the last round of the Canadian Finals, 10th round of the NFR, four-man in Pinocchio, four-man in Houston, and um, I was first out in the four-man at Pinocchio well, the first time I had her, and, um, you know, I had Tanner Oss and Caleb Bennett and those guys all riding after me that had great horses, so... I knew that I had to do something real special to stand out. And so to, I was 90 and a half on her in Pinocchio. And then to watch three guys go after that and win Pinocchio, I was like, you know, obviously that was like the first time that I knew that, you know, that because very rarely, I mean, honestly, I can't count on my one hand how many times I've seen the guy go first in the four man and actually win the whole thing. So yeah. that was cool. And then coming back in Houston, uh, before the eight man or the 10 man round, I knew how the placings were for the, for the four man horses. It was going to be whoever won the round had top notch and whoever won second had uh, scarlet from hell and, and, or new scarlet. And then third would have had Yippee fourth would have had agent link. So right off the bat, I was like, man, how do I, how, how do I shave a couple points off to make sure I end up third, you know, cause I was really wanting, wanting Yippee and, and it worked out perfectly. I was 88 in the 10 man, 
uh, Cole won the round and Casey was second and I was third, Keenan fourth. So once again, putting myself in that situation, I knew that I was going to have to do something to really, really stand out. And to, so to do that and then come back and, you know, help one of my best friends and then one of my biggest role models on, you know, and not giving a dang who won or not, you know, but just knowing that I had a chance against those guys, like that was so cool to watch See, it fold out. I don't want to sound crummy, but when I was bulldogging, say I was 3-9 and my best friend was up next, I'd be like, Hey, don't fall Let's off. try to be four flat, man. <laughs> yeah. like, you would. I was. You would talk smack. Yeah. I was because I, I wanted to win. I didn't, want, I didn't want anybody to do better. I don't care how much I loved them. I wanted me to be the best. I wanted them to be right there behind me. I would so root against you if we were. I'd be like. I would so root against you. Like, I love you, but I would root against you. I wouldn't root against if me. I, yeah. like, if, I was, if I was beating you. I, I would, yeah. I'd be like, I want you to be second Maybe place. Maybe cause a little <laughs> ham undo his stirrup so his stirrup would come off Yeah, let me something. get you a push yeah. there, Rump. Yeah, <laughs> let me hold just his tail hit, for you. Just hip the heck out of that steer as he comes out. <laughs> just shove him down. Oh, man. No, 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 no. That's all good. But um, and coming off a win at San Antonio, I mean, you got over 100,001. Just, you know, I mean, good Lord. That's, that's the NFR you got to make. Yeah, like it's, I mean. You can literally go home yeah. and – Chill out, hit a couple rodeos a month. Not going to do that. No, yeah. Do you have your fourth planned out already? Uh, pretty got it started for sure. I've already – I like to really uh, get down to the nitty and gritty for my 4th of July run because it's such a important time of the year and there's so much money to be won. And those are all my favorite summer rodeos literally right there in a, in a week, 10-day span. And uh, so I like to, you know, do my research. And I have old trades list and uh, – you know, obviously it changes from year to year, and obviously we're not – I mean, yeah, we want to get in the in the best perf possible, but, you know, I like to reach out to the stock contractors and just ask them, you know, when is it going to change? Is so-and-so going to be out? Or, oh, you know, new guys coming. I like to really just do my – I feel like if the more I do my homework and figure everything out beforehand, before I even enter, the better I feel like I have a All better right. chance of drawing it. So Put you on the spot here. Okay. Favorite 4th of July rodeo. Favorite Fourth of July rodeo? It's a hard mix between. Nope, you gotta have one. I gotta have one. You can only Ooh. enter one Fourth of July rodeo. What is it? I had to have a hard time beating Pinocchio, and not just because I won it. I mean, it's the money. It's okay, the money, and and I mean, yeah, I guess it would be the. I mean, you got to get on more than one head, so it's hard to say it's the highest paying one head rodeo. But but then again, the the atmosphere in Pinocchio is so much fun. Okay, so Pinocchio is your number one. Yep. The worst 4th of July rodeo. The worst 4th of July rodeo. <laughs> oh, man. The hard-hitting questions of Rump Chat. I don't know. It's like, it's one that I've always wanted to do good at and win, and I just have never had success. Never won a check there, and it's not the worst one, but I just never get worst along with Worst for you. How about worst that? Worst for me is the Cody Stampede. Oh. Yep. I know that's your favorite, probably. That's that's gonna say. That's my but, faith. And I I always enter for that that rodeo I've been to the last however many years, three or four years on the Fourth of July, five o'clock perf. You know, we're usually screaming in from, uh, you know, Livingston or somewhere uh, or Red Lodge. Yeah. And uh, man, I just never never had any luck at Cody and. Uh, it's but it it's it's hard to say. I didn't all say of them are, but you got to admit that's a Cody's one of the. Very best rodeos. It is. It's just the not best for you. One-headed. It's just, just not do stuff. better. Shit. But, but this year, I, I've already made it up in my mind that um, all these rodeos that haven't worked out for me are gonna this year. So I'm planning more. I'm willing to bet right now. 
on this round chat podcast that I'll have gunfire in Cody. There you go. On well, gunfire in Cody. Well, don't forget to enter the 100th annual Sydney, Iowa rodeo. Yeah. Uh, first week in Sydney? August. Oh, yeah. I'll Sydney. come to Sydney. That's Hell a yeah. rodeo. I'll Man, pay your fees. We'll pay your fees. Get, Wait, get we've already. It there. How many fees are we paying? Don't worry about it. We're not going to make much money there, but don't worry about we'll it. We'll pay your fees <laughs> pay your if fees. you come. Deal. Like 100 bucks. <laughs> I'll be there. So we're paying. Uh, I'll be there sweating. Declan, Chalk D's, Layton. Layton's. Luke Branquino's. He's going to enter again. We're not going to make a dollar during Sydney. It's okay, though. It's the 100th. We're not supposed to make money. They say Sykeston's like the most like humid, hot rodeo. It's Sydney. <laughs> I don't it know. Is. You know, we've been, it's been pretty good, but last year was... I didn't go last year, but... Yeah, it was... 115. It was yeah. hot. But yeah. don't worry. I'll take care of you. Yeah, it'll be fine. You know you know the main cat there. That's me. But well, anyway, um, I got I to gotta get in some of these mud bugs, but... Yeah, we're going to... Uh, WCRA tonight, Buck Days. It's the final night. Layton's up to win his uh, fifth uh, Texas Rodeo of the first uh, five months. Let's One a it. month for old Layton. Um, kind of greedy, if you ask me. But if you need a loan, holla. I guess he did split San Angelo, so he was oh, kind of feeling generous. Yeah. San Angelo, you yeah. suck. And then I won second in Austin. So oh, <laughs> I, I you suck. <laughs> Hell, Just kidding. It's okay. He lives in Parker County. He needs the money. That's so it. anyway. Uh, Thanks, man. We appreciate you. Man, thanks for having Love me on. Love you, brother. We're, yeah. you're, uh, you're awesome. Yeah, you're, likewise. You're a, you're a good dude. I want to get your dad on. We're a fan. I was about to say. Yeah, we got to get your dad on. <laughs> that was that was the real reason I asked for you to come on because no offense, yeah. but your <laughs> no dad offense. was coming. Fair enough. Uh, well, I tell you what, uh, when you come back to Weatherford, yeah, we'll line it up and get his brother on. We'll man, just get the whole Barry family. Might yeah. as well do it. Yep. Hey, and also don't forget if you're going to build your arena at home, don't build one. You can get an oh, awesome yeah. one from Red River Arenas. That's right. You, you know that they got bucket shoots. You, you can get it, get it from Red River Arenas, which is an awesome company. But if you need a roof over it, you can also call Kirby Barry with Triple W Metal Buildings. Let's do that. Get a Red River Arena and have Kirby cover it. Beautiful. Not yeah. only will he cover the arena, he will also tell you awesome stories. <laughs> and you got to get him some beer, though. Some whiskey. Yeah, or get him some, get him a shot of whiskey. Well, we can do that. That that's uh, that's not a problem. So, uh, but we thank you. Layton for coming yeah, on. Thank y'all for having uh, me. We'll be back here in a little bit uh, for round two here, but uh, thanks to the Montessori, Corpus Christus Montessori School here, if you're listening on uh, 94.7. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Auction the items. Only, one and only free Montessori school serving grades first through eighth. Justin, you... 14th annual crawfish boil, and it's hopping down here at Brewster's. Ice House, thank you to them. WCRA tonight. Um, th- there are no seats, but you can still come in and watch the concert. Tracy Lawrence, standing room only. It's going to be raining, so just come on to the American Bank Center. And uh, you can, they got screens. They've got bars. You can watch this guy. Watch Layton. Win a bunch. But thank you, guys. Thanks, Layton. Rump chat. Bore out. Bye.